The Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota is a health facility that both offers and teaches accommodations. There is something soothing sitting in the wide sun-filled corridor at the top of Mayo Clinic. The panoramic wall of windows invites patients and visitors to stop a while and soak in the massive view of Rochester from on high. The morning sun fills the city, illuminating every street, alley, and parkway, while conversely creating artistic shadows where the skyscrapers demand it. The vista is a mesmerizing one. At once, it is odorless of city fumes, spacious, ending only at the far distant horizon, perfectly quiet, but for the soft footfalls of patients walking by in the corridor. The view is perfect for patients who have brought their symptoms and anxieties to Mayo. Even if only for a moment, the expansive spectacle lures people away from focus on the internal to a delight in a grand external. The parade of patients in need of an emotional lift of healing is immense. In any clinic, one expects to be confronted with those who are ailing. At Mayo, the number and variety of afflicted is seemingly endless. They come here from all over the world to receive outstanding medical expertise, and it shows even in their beautiful accommodations. Whenever I'm seeking consultation at Mayo, I always bring a book with me. In fact, whenever I mention that I have an appointment at Mayo Clinic, everyone, even other doctors, offer me the same line. Make sure you bring a book. There's lots of waiting. The volume of patients visiting Mayo each day is immense. So reading while waiting would seem a logical remedy to downtime. But for me, trying to read at the Mayo Clinic is about as effective as trying to read before falling asleep. After a very few minutes, my book is closed. At bedtime, it's because I can't keep my eyes open. At Mayo, it's due to the power of the people. The constant procession of needful people is never-ending, and they are a fascination. On this day, I eventually retreat from the glamour of the welcoming corridor to the waiting area for my appointment. It's here that the parade of human discomforts passes by. Some folks are wheeled in by loved ones or orderlies. Others navigate on their own, despite being bent over by pain or posture. For still others, the use of one or more canes serves as the foundation for balance, where once strong legs served the need. Some simply limp. The array of adaptations is amazing to me and offers me far more to reflect upon than almost any book. To my surprise, my heart goes out to those hurting souls. I have never met any of them. The observation of other patients is always a sort of curative for me. My own discomforts and complaints seem to diminish in the company of these others. I try to imagine their conditions, 
the fears that they are carrying with them, the kinds of lives they are living in contrast to the strong, incredible world they inhabited in years gone by. It makes me want to get up and leave the clinic. I have comparatively little about which to complain in comparison to those I observe. I already understand that all complaints are relative. In light of my study, I conclude that I have no basis for claiming my doctor's time when he could be serving someone in far greater need than me. I feel perfectly healthy. Despite a compressed disc and a two-year rheumatological disorder that has brought me here, I'm fine now, comparatively fine. Sometimes I need the advantage of the human continuum to put my life into perspective. Whether it's wealth or health or love or any other measure of human condition, I need to understand that we are all somewhere on the continuum. I might feel a sense of unhappiness looking up that continuum, seeing how many others are getting along better than I. But at the same moment, I need to remember that there are untold others who are further down that continuum, who are looking up at me, perhaps feeling that they would give much to be in my shoes. Understanding that may not ease my condition, but it does place it firmly in context. I went ahead with the appointment with my doctor. I started out apologizing for taking up his valuable time when there were so many others in that waiting room with needs likely greater than mine. He paused for a moment with a sort of knowing smile. Accommodation, he replied, that just might be the best answer to your pain. No kidding, I felt much relieved on the way back home.